Fabulous. Thanks, Arthur. Um, Arthur, do you want to stay? Um, there's, there's a few more marshmallows down there. Um, <laughs> actually, we, we could have a quiz about that. How long do you think I've led CLC? No, it's not. Hey, come on, how old do you think I am? <laughs> you're dead, you're absolutely dead right. Yeah. 20, yeah. 20 years, yeah. Who's that? <laughs> Put her out the church. Put her out the church. Um, I, I've, I've been in the church for, um, yeah, 30 years, but I've led it for 20. So there you go. Yeah. And I've been in St. Helens for 40 years. Yeah. Wow. And I've known Jesus for, what did I say before? 50. 50 years, that's right. That's 50, 50 yeah. years, that's right. Thank God. Oh, why don't we do that selfie? Oh, let's do that selfie. Let's do the selfie. Do you want to explain why? Uh, well, do the selfie first, then I'll explain okay. why. Yeah. Are we, we doing it with everyone else? What a great idea. That's a great idea. Come on, let's do that. Yep. That's it. Come on, then. Okay, hang on. Ready? Everyone ready? <laughs> okay, fantastic. Thanks, Arthur. Give me a round of applause. Thanks, Arthur. Excellent. <laughs> It was Arthur's idea that we did a selfie, um, and there is a reason for that. Um, Arthur and his family live down the road from uh, my eldest son and his family in uh, Tellington, just outside Sandford. And uh, I think my mum and dad are their kind of you know their best friends, BFFs, um, or whatever the word is, ex-lieutenant. Yeah. So anyway, great. It's lovely to be here with you, and I'm supposed to behave, um, so I'm supposed to stay up here. Um, I shall feel like I'm imprisoned. Um, so I need you to imagine something um, this morning. I need you to imagine I'm actually down there with you, okay? Because uh, that's where I really like to be. But I believe we're streaming, so hi to everybody who's watching online. It's great to be with you uh, today as well. So it's, it is. It's just so good to be here today. And um, Tim showed me around back and, and, and whatnot, so it's great to see that, where the vicarage used to stand uh, once a day. I'm old enough to remember the vicarage uh, and a number of your uh, of the previous vicars who served here as well. So uh, anyway, enough of ancient history. Um, let's just, can, we just, can we just pray once more? Is that all right? Can we do more than one prayer in a, in a minimum intake? Yeah, excellent. Let's just pray again, shall we? Father, I... I just thank you that we're here. Thank you that we're alive. Thank you that we're breathing. Thank you that you are with us today. And, and Father, I just pray that this morning as we just share a little around some of these verses in the Bible, that, that you will open gateways in our hearts and our lives for your Holy Spirit to move and to be everything that he is in us, and to us, and through us, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Sorry, I'm used to CLC, they always shout at me. Um, they're a bit like that. So thanks, great to be at the beginning of this series where you're looking at who the Holy Spirit is, uh, and, um, and I know I've said it before, that there's a lot of history of Holy Spirit uh, being at work in this church uh, and then it's passed. But I want to start 
uh, rather differently from the way I started the first service. I want to start with a word that God gave me as I was praying for you and for us, our time together um, yesterday. Um, I was praying yesterday. Our time together is today, obviously. Um, but, uh, but this is what I felt God say to me, and this is for you as a church, uh, I believe. And, and so I just I submit it to you, Tim, and your leadership, and you do with it whatever uh, you will. But it's, it goes like this, that because you know, I'm old enough to remember uh, what happened back in the 80s, and I said a bit about that previously, um, and, and, and what the impact that this church had on, on our town, on our borough, uh, and, and this, uh, this region. But this is what I felt God say, that the influence and experience of a previous generation is not simply to be recovered, but it has to be an energizing springboard for your future. I think I said something earlier on that, that, that history is, is not just about the past. In the kingdom of God, history is a legacy that we can draw into our present, that we can learn from, that we can benefit from, that we can grow from. So let it be a springboard for your future in God, a future that will be characterized, I believe, by transformative power. Tim was just sharing a little bit when we were out the back about you know, the, the dreams and hopes you have for this area where you're located. And I love a church that's, that's passionate about the area it's located and, and a people that are, are, that are impassioned uh, for that. But it's a future characterized by transformative power and new influence on a community and an expression of the kingdom of heaven that has not been seen before. I happen to believe, are you giving me that? That would be so nice. Oh, so that's not Eli. Okay. Uh, there is so much in the kingdom of heaven for us yet to experience. The idea that somehow or other we've been brought into the kingdom and, and then everything we experience now is it, is, is, is rubbish. So much more for us to experience, even in the here and now. And so I believe what God, what would say, God would say to you is, is to call you to be prepared to risk and to experiment. And, and some people, I guess, would feel that, that this is an experiment. You know, worshipping in a tent with you know, Christmas lights up. And, and <laughs> um, but I believe there's an awful lot more to it than just that. Be prepared to risk, to experiment. Be prepared to fail and be prepared to succeed. Not everything that we sometimes feel, even that we've heard from God, and, and I, I believe passionately in hearing from God before we step into anything, but not everything that we, that we give a go uh, will succeed. But that's okay. Failing doesn't make us failures. We're allowed to fail. The issue is that we try. The issue is that we want to work with God. The issue is that we want, we desire to see his kingdom come. But know this, that your heavenly father is urging you on. He's been passionate for this area long before some of you came here. 
The Father is urging you on. The Holy Spirit is empowering you. That's why you're doing this series. You will see, I believe, through this series, in incremental steps in the release of Holy Spirit in your lives and in your, um, in your church as a whole. And know this as well, that Jesus is with you. Is that okay? Okay. With that in mind, let's, let's, let's move forward a bit. I'm going to read um, just two verses from the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, it's verse 1. We're right at the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do we believe that? Yeah. See, the issue is we don't actually know how he did it. We just know that he did. We're not going to get into arguing about how it happened. The issue is he did it. Now, the earth was formless and empty. That's odd, isn't it? Just odd. It's an odd statement. The earth was formless and empty. Well, how on earth was it the earth if it was formless and empty? Because it wasn't the earth as we know it. But there was something God had already been creating. And then that thing that he, part of which he had created that was still formless and empty. It says here, darkness was over the surface of the deep. So it sounds like there was probably water. But, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said... God spoke. I'm not going to go into what God said. That would be for uh, a different series, I think. But um, this is what's happening right back at the beginning. And, and, and I've called uh, this message this morning, I, I've called it getting brooding. Because this word hovering that is used in, in I've been using the NIV and quite a number of uh, other translations use the word hovering. Some uh, older ones use the word fluttering. But the kind of origins of the word is really brooding. The Holy Spirit was brooding. And, and <coughs> have you ever seen someone, I'm sure there's nobody in this room like this at all, but have you ever seen someone and they'd encountered, you know, perhaps a young mum with baby in, in, in the pram and, and there's all this kind of, I don't know how, quite how to say it, but it's kind of Gucci, Gucci, that kind of, oh, it's, isn't he, she, lovely, uh, and excellent. Anybody seen that? You've never seen it? When have you seen it? Yes, you've done it? <laughs> Fantastic. I love somebody that's honest. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, and then, then it's, oh, he looks just like his mother, father, you know, grandfather, Great, 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 grand, or whatever. You know, and I, think, I mean, I look at babies and I think, I don't know what they look like. You know, I mean, even my own kids, I looked at them thinking, and people would say, oh, they just look like you. They don't look anything like me. I mean, these days, I got, oh, I was going to say, I got more hair than me. Matt Simon hasn't got any more hair than me. Actually, Matthew hasn't either, for that matter. It's been the genes somewhere. But, you know, I, it's strange, isn't it, what we do with a baby, but... The thing that apparently happens for some uh, women, and I don't want to get sexist about this, but it's, I think it's a, a, a largely a, a women's thing, is they get broody. They say, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have another one? You know, hmm, apparently, Princess Catherine is saying that to William. Wouldn't it be nice to have another one? And I don't think he's the king, according to the newspapers. But, you know, broody, what's broody all about? What, what's getting broody? I believe hens are supposed to brood as well, aren't they? 
I'm not really into animals a great deal. I was fascinated about the cats, you know, sleeping 70% of their lives. I mean, I, can, I can't actually make it through a night these days, but that's something to do with my age, you know. Anyway, I won't go any further with that one. You see, the, the issue about brooding is a desire to bring something to birth, the desire to bring life. Yeah? Is anybody in? I thought we'd all gone home for a minute. It's all right, you can speak to me. I'm used to that. I, I kind of. Desire to bring life, and that's this great picture that God gives us here in this verse. The Holy Spirit is brooding over what it is that God desires to bring life to. This thing that is formless and chaotic is, is one word that's used sometimes. This, 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 this darkness, the Holy Spirit seeing something in it, he's brooding over it. And that's what he's doing over our lives. That's what he's doing over our churches. I love the church. All shapes and flavors and types. And, and I've worshipped in quite a number of them over the years. And I've worshipped in some that I didn't really want to worship much longer for in. Because I just, there's just, where's the life? You ever heard that expression? Where's the life? There should be more life in church than there is anywhere else. That's why I like people talking to me. And I realize I'm just talking into, talking to myself. Though I do that sometimes. My wife tells me. <coughs> the Holy Spirit wants to bring life. To you, to me, to us as a church, and to the church of Jesus Christ. So, I don't know how you feel this morning. Sunday morning, it's just after 12. What time are we kicking shop today? Now, well, if I can't finish off, I don't get paid, do I? Uh, um, okay, you didn't tell me, so that's your fault. Uh, <laughs> I do try to be good normally, but sometimes. You see, what the Holy Spirit is thinking about when he looks at you, and actually, he doesn't just look at you from a kind of some heavenly perspective, he looks at you from within, because he's, if you know Jesus, he's inside you. He looks at you right now, and he's saying, life, 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 life. And, and he's seeing potential, because that's what he saw as he brooded over the waters. He, he, it, was, it was formless, there was no real shape to it, it was, it was, it was, it was dark, it was empty, there was nothing going on really there. But he saw potential. Do you see potential in yourself? Sometimes it's easier to see potential in other people, isn't it? And, 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 and less so in, in ourselves. But the Holy Spirit sees potential in each and every one of us. And he knows what he wants to do with that potential. He has a plan for that potential. He has a plan to, to, to make it flourish. My wife went out into the garden yesterday afternoon. 
she kind of suggested that I should join her. But I think it got lost in translation. But, but uh, she, she wanted to kind of do some clearing up. It's autumn and there's still some stuff dying off. And she wanted to clear it up so that it would be, you know, we were talking about what we could prune and, and, and stuff, which for me means getting the, the electric shears and just. <coughs> but she, she wanted to make it so it would flourish for next year. And she went out and, of course, I think it was, I'm absolutely sure it was God because it suddenly started to rain and so she had to come back in and I didn't need to go. Uh, so that was, thank you Jesus for that one. But you know, she, she, she longs to see it come to life and we did prune something earlier this year at completely the wrong time because I hadn't got a clue about when you should or shouldn't prune different things. Um, and, and some things you've got to prune in the autumn and some things you've got to prune in the spring and some things you've got to do something to when the flowers have gone. And I, you don't get all of that stuff. I uh, never have. I didn't get my father's genes on that one. Um, but she loves to see things come to life. And we, we prune this, this bush and thinking, well, if it dies, it dies. And it, but it's, it's just sprung back to life. And it's amazing. Fascinating when you see that. I don't know how it does it, but it does. And you see, because built into these things is the potential for fresh growth. Here is in your life and in my life, potential for fresh growth. Come Holy Spirit on it. Yeah? There's this potential for fresh growth in each and every one of us. I don't know if we've got any slides up. Oh, look at that. Somebody's on the go on the other side, all over the place, I think. God wants us to be fruitful. What fruitful means? See, some things in our garden have flowers on. If I showed you our garden, I wouldn't be able to tell you now which ones are the ones that will bring the flowers. Um, when it happens, it's always a surprise to me. Some of them are just leaves because they're shrubs. I think that's the right word. Is that the right word? Shrubs don't have flowers, do they? I mean, no one's looking at these three now, are they? As clueless as I am. But, you know, and, and, and yeah, we've got all these different types of things. So, so fruitfulness looks different, and it looks different in different seasons. So we've got some things that, that we've got this thing, Barbara knows the name of it, my wife, she knows the name of this thing, uh, and I don't because it's not real English. Um, and and, and it's, it's green, green, it's an evergreen, so it's, it's, it's always green. Um, I get that bit. And, and, then, and then there's a part of the year when it's got red berries on it. And I can't tell you which part of the year. Uh, but I just know sometimes there are red berries there. And... and and it's, so it's fruitful in different ways at different seasons. And then something else, that's this, this one that we hacked back and thought we might keep, uh, that, that sometimes has yellow flowers and sometimes has um, kind of purpley um, berries on it. Different seasons, different kinds of fruitfulness, but fruitful nevertheless. And the Holy Spirit wants us fruitful. And so, you know, those of us who, who are really kind of spiritual and know our Bibles will know that in Galatians 5, we read about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, self-control, and so on. Uh, th those things, and as if that's it. And other people know another bit of the Bible where it says, you know, you'll bear fruit, and that's about bringing people to know Jesus. I, I, I'm not absolutely sure whether that's fruit or not, but anyway, we'll, we'll not go there on that one. But the Holy Spirit wants to do all these different things in us and through us. And I said earlier, and I'll say it again now, because I just think it tends to need saying. God 
doesn't want to use you. And if I've just messed up your mind because you've had ministers telling you God wants to use you and I'm just saying he doesn't, he doesn't. But he wants to work with you. He wants to partner with you. He wants to invite you into his business so we get to work alongside him. That's much more exciting than feeling somehow or other we've got to do something for God. And if you don't, then you're not being fruitful. And if you don't, then you're not being a good Christian. If you don't, then you're not helping the church. God wants to work with you. And actually, if he doesn't, we're stuck. We're sunk. <laughs> if God's not working, then we, we, we haven't got a hope, have we? I don't think we have. You know, Christians love to talk about revival. I'm going over time again here, so. Um, Christians love to talk about revival. Anybody likes to talk about revival? Yeah, okay, we like revival. We like the idea of it. I don't think any of us really know what it looks like. You can read some history books and, oh, well, that's what it looks like. That's what it looked like in the Hebrides, or that's what it looked like in South America, or that's what it looked like in, 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 in Kenya and, and Tanzania and so on, and wherever else. Or that's what it looked like in China. Uh, but, but actually, what does it look like here? It looks like your life being transformed. It looks like my life being changed. It looks like my attitude just getting a bit of a trimming. Anybody have a few attitudes about things? I have a few attitudes about things. Sometimes God just wants to snip some bits of those attitudes off because my attitudes aren't always his. My opinions aren't always the same as God's. It's painful sometimes. But he wants us to be fruitful in working with him to accomplish what he wants to do. And does he want to do something? Yeah, always. 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 There's always something we can be involved with Jesus in. He wants to give us life. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to enjoy the presence of God wherever we are. You know, um, Christians, one of the things Christians talk about, Christians say some daft stuff, you know, sometimes. I've, um, I've heard it over the years. They say some daft stuff. And, and, and we talk sometimes about dark places. Anybody heard, you know, Christians, such, such and such, it's a dark place. Heard it said that St. Helens is a dark place. I've never found it a dark place. In the 40 years I've been here. Other places, dark places. You can't go there because it's a dark place. Look, if you're there, it can't possibly be a dark place. Because Jesus said you're the light of the world, didn't he? There's nowhere for us to be afraid of. There's no situation for us to fear. There is no situation, nothing we can go into where we need to think somehow I'm walking into a dark place. Because I'm light. You're light. Jesus said it. Not me. Don't blame me. He said it. You see, when I was growing up, you didn't, you didn't go to the cinema because it was bad. It was a dark place, you know. You didn't go dancing. Well, I didn't because I can't. But, you know, I mean, you didn't go dancing. Uh, you didn't. There were all sorts of things you didn't do. All sorts of things. You didn't put the telly on on a Sunday, if you had one. 
Oh, I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> we first got a TV in 1966. What happened in 1966 that was pretty important? England won the World Cup. Never mind just the World Cup. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> still looking to it. You know, but, but there were all sorts of things we didn't do. So that was, you know, that was a dark area. We just we don't know that. Come on. I mean, there are places that for some of us it would be unwise for us to go. If, 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 if you had a, an issue with, with alcohol, then probably you know, spending your, uh, the night in the pub isn't a, a bright idea. Not the, you know, there are places we're probably better off not going. But I want to tell you, there's nowhere that is so dark that you can't bring light. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. Right, I'm going to finish. The Holy Spirit is brooding over our lives right now. He wants to bring light. He wants, wants to bring you into an awareness of the presence of God in every single moment of your day. And he wants to make you fruitful in all sorts of ways. So it's right for the season that you're in. I'm going to tell you something that God certainly didn't intend to tell you. Last night, at half past two, my mum died. She'd not been well for a little while, but a month. She's six weeks short of becoming 102. She's had a great life. <laughs> and she's a, been a fabulous mum and a great lady and a great woman of faith. And... and but you see, there's a scripture in, in Thessalonians where uh, Paul says to them, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. And, um, but the people that say that tend to be the people that aren't grieving. They quote it at people. We're not here to quote the Bible. We're here to live the Bible. We're not here to tell people about Holy Spirit. We're here to live full of Holy Spirit. We're not here simply to represent Jesus, although that is a biblical picture. We have to keep him from the fire. But we're here to be Jesus for people. The call on our lives is staggering, and it's wonderful, and it's glorious. So much fun knowing Jesus. So, I think we should pray. Don't you think we should pray? I think we desperately need to pray. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks, mate. See, my passion is for the church. What a shape, whatever shape, colour, variety it might be, really doesn't bother me. Just because I'm, these days, a Pentecostal means... I didn't mean nothing, obviously, it's really important but for me, but, but I love the church of Jesus Christ. And I want to see that church flourishing in our nation again. And I particularly want to see it flourishing in our region. So, 
please don't leave us at the moment. And, and but would you would you do something for me? Would you stand with me? Can we do that? If you're able, just just stand. Let's just pray and invite the Holy Spirit. We'll see where we go with this over the next five minutes or so. Let's just again invite, as Arthur has done several times already, let's just invite the Holy Spirit again. Why don't you invite him into your heart and life again right now? Do it for yourself. Don't wait for me to do it. Do it for yourself. Just, Holy Spirit, just come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me now. Come and fill me, Holy Spirit. Come and fill me with your love. Come and fill me with your grace. Come and fill me with your power. Come and fill me that I might overflow into the lives of others, that I might be Jesus to them. And as you fill me, and as you fill my family, my church family, my brothers and sisters around me today, may we, as a family, overflow into our community. May we learn to brood with you, Holy Spirit, to see what it is that you see in our community that will bring the life of Jesus to them. Father, we thank you for the past. We thank you that we can learn from the past. Lord, we thank you that what we're, what's gone on here in this place in the past is not just for us to learn about, but to learn from and to use it to catapult us into all that you've got for us in the future. So, Father, I speak life over this church family. I speak life over each and every person in this church. Each and every person in this family. I speak life over those children and the youngsters that are being encountered by the church team during the week. I speak life, the life of Jesus. I speak Jesus over one another. I speak Jesus over Finger Post and this whole region, this whole area here. Holy Spirit to you for life. Holy Spirit, we look to you for fruitfulness. Holy Spirit, we look to you that we might live in the presence of God, that we might take the presence of God and the light of God and the love of God wherever we go, every day of our week, morning, noon, and night, in the good times and the hard times in the joy-filled times and the grief-filled times. Holy Spirit, would you empower us right now, we pray in Jesus' name. We go into the song that Tim's going to lead us in. If any of you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you want to receive perhaps tongues or the gift of prophecy or you want to move further with that or there's some perhaps there's a perhaps there's a heartache that you've got for what you want God to do in your life or perhaps you feel that you've 
you're not as close to him as you'd like to be. I'm just going to stand down here so we're off camera. Uh, and, and just come and stand with me. We'll pray together in a moment, but just come and stand with me because I know what all of those things feel like. The joys and the griefs and the highs and the lows and the feeling fruitful and the feeling like a desert internally. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. Come or stay where you are. It's entirely up to you. But if you want to come, just stand with me as we begin to worship together. Thank you, Tim.